0: Welcome to So Many Places to Go, the podcast for meeting and event professionals. You can catch updates and info at the end, but right now, let's get going with a new episode.
1: Right. Welcome everyone to another episode of So Many Places to Go. We're back today as part of a new series we are doing on planner perspectives, which we're very excited about. I'm Amanda Tenzer and I'll be your host this episode along with my co-host Lynn Tyrus. Hey, good morning. Today, we have a very special guest, a fellow planner and a CMP, Richard Waits. Today we're talking with Richard, who's bringing the perspective of not only another planner, but specifically a corporate meetings and event manager. And you know, what's fun is while IMM has had quite a few corporate clients, Richard works specifically at one company as their manager of meetings and events. And um, Lynn and Richard actually have known each other for quite a few years, correct? Oh yeah, we go way back with MPI. Exactly. (laughs)
2: Exactly. We're
3: not going to give
1: away our age though. Thank you. tell us, you know, uh, who you're with and your, and again, your position there?
2: Yeah. So I'm with uh, Halliburton Energy Services uh, and I'm the manager of the meetings and events program.
1: As a corporate uh, manager, can you tell us what kinds of activities you plan?
2: So uh, we are an energy, uh, 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 energy services company. uh, And so we plan uh, internal meetings and we have a little, uh, sometimes uh, some, some fun things to do, but the majority of it is, is strictly business meetings. Uh, and we have an incentive uh, program that we plan as well. Uh, we also have client programs that we uh, plan as well. I am truly just a resource when it comes to uh, uh, external meetings so client facing meetings. Uh, and so I support uh, the marketing teams within the company.
1: Great. So lots of different stuff. <laughs> Even though you're in one spot, there's there's a variety there. Exactly. Never gets boring. No, ma'am. <laughs> um, so I imagine you have a you know, you can have just a couple meeting, you know, meetings with just a few people and then some large scale ones. Right. Because I know it's, it's a big company.
2: Exactly. Exactly. We, we you know, they'll go from 10 people to anything that I'm involved with. Uh, we probably top out at about twelve hundred people.
1: Oh wow. wow! So lots of variety. Yes, exactly. How many exactly. on your team, Richard?
2: Well, at one time there were four of us. Uh, now, in the uh, the you know the world that we're living in now, it's just me
1: oh <laughs> and we know that can be uh that can that can be a lot <laughs> exactly hey,
3: Exactly.
1: have you ever heard the word outsource here we are <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> always keep well, it in mind that that we'll and definitely uh, anyway that. but uh but it's good to to uh, see you again
0: yes and
3: uh occasionally i may catch you on linkedin it's good to see that the the sun is rising that that we're coming out of this situation exactly. and uh, yeah I'm, I'm curious about that uh, as well I might as well start off with myself asking you how that's affecting uh, the meetings that that you're planning at this time.
2: Well, actually, yeah, so obviously it, it is affecting it uh, since uh, I work for a, uh, a global company. You know, we, we are struggling, you know, with uh, when do we start face-to-face meetings and when we're not or, you know, not when to start. We, we are in the process of, you know, we had some dates set and now we're moving them back. Um, and it's uh, not necessarily that their employees uh, are uh, afraid to travel. It's once they get to their destination, because so many different countries, you know, have travel bans within them. They're not able to get back. Uh, to their countries. Uh, So that's what we're struggling with right now uh, is just strictly that. And then obviously the safety uh, of of our employees uh, is keeping them safe.
3: So if you were to uh, give any uh, words of wisdom to other planners who are going through what you're going through, are there uh, any quick bits that you might share that they really need to look into?
2: Well, so, so again, you know, again, Halliburton is the, 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 our main goal uh, within the company is safety and it truly is, you know, keeping our employees safe, keeping the, um, the vendors that we work with, the suppliers that we work with, keeping them safe. So we really, truly, uh, you know, take direction from our uh, health safety and environment group uh, and they, uh, you know, follow the CDC rules. Uh, And then again, since this being a global company, we also have to look at what other restrictions uh, and safety protocols that other countries have in place at this point.
3: So you would recommend everyone really look closely into the CDC rulings and what each country or city, for that matter, uh, has to to follow uh, right off the
1: bat before they even begin to plan.
2: Correct. Exactly. That's right. Exactly.
1: Absolutely, because we know a lot of our hotel and venue partners have been um, making as many, you know, changes necessary to to adhere to guidelines. But we know it's not just that, right? It, it's like you said, it's it's what's going on in the cities and the other countries that we have to match, you know, along with our um, venue partners as well to be sure that you know, all the guests will feel as safe as possible. Exactly. So a lot of things to consider that we didn't ever necessarily need to consider before, aside from just, you know, typical tips and um, rules when you're, uh, you know, traveling outside of your city or country.
2: Exactly. You know, who, who, whoever knew that hand sanitizer Was so important.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right? Not just a little bottle of hand sanitizer, a nice big big one. A gallon. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Lots of people that don't normally carry baby wipes are probably carrying lots of baby wipes.
3: (laughs) 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 Good point. Amanda's got two little boys. Yes, right. So baby
1: wipes are. you know, I know my mom has been adding, you know, alcohol to baby wipes. Oh. <laughs> Any, anything you can do just to, to to keep everything as you know sanitary as possible. It's <laughs> lots of tips and tricks, right?
2: Exactly, exactly. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, that's great. Um, So I guess another question I have, you know, is what um what's your process for looking for venues or or what are the most important things you look for in a venue when you're planning some of your meetings or, you know, like you said, incentive trips?
2: Yeah. So so really true to what our process is or what my process is, mm-hmm. is that, you know, I uh, will have a you know, once the, the request comes in, uh, I will have a consultation call or a face to face meeting at you know, at other times, to see if there are specific goals uh, mm-hmm. that that the uh, that the meeting owner wants to achieve. You know, is this a work only program, or is this a work only meeting, or you know, they want to introduce some kind of social aspect into it? Again, working for a global company, you know, where are the attendees traveling from? You know, how long is the program? And if the location is not already uh, determined, then this will help us determine the location. Obviously, you don't want someone flying for you know eight hours and you're just having a two day meeting because by the time that they you know somewhat kind of get acclimated to the uh, time zone that they're in, you know it's it's time to come back. Another uh, big thing for me is venue size. Uh, you know I, I do not want to I, I would not want to put a you know a 10-person meeting in a hotel that you know that uh, has a thousand rooms to it because mm. uh, you you know you, you get lost uh, but uh, but you know those are some of the uh, the processes that that I look at when when determining you know the the best destination and a venue for, uh, for a meeting.
1: Absolutely. It's, yeah, like you said, since you are a global company, there's so much, the travel seems to be one of the biggest things you're constantly having to to consider, um, even if it's local, right? Because that, you know, the size of the group may change. But since you're global, you're considering travel is probably, like you said, one of the main things you're you're concerned about in your process. So exactly. definitely interesting and, and different than a lot of other, you know, um, meeting and event managers, because mm-hmm. they may not be experienced the travel aspect like you are yeah Um,
3: Yeah. oh go ahead yeah well i was (laughs) gonna say of course uh in our industry relationships are what we're all about and uh certainly i think we all have favorite locations Mm -hmm. and uh certain sales staff from the different hotels or the the csm's that we work with on site do you like going back to the same locations or is that dictated by who's planning them telling you, Hey Richard, let's plan a meeting. Uh, do you get to voice, you know, where you want to go, who you want to deal with? Uh, give us a little bit of about your relationships with some properties, et cetera. Uh,
2: you know, I am a firm firm believer in repeat business or Great. multi-year contracts. Oh, um, okay. you know, you, you get to develop a relationship, with the salespeople, with um, uh, the chef, uh, you know, with the support staff, et cetera. And uh, you going back continuously, obviously you develop those relationships over and over and over again. Uh, And, uh, you know, the the, the heart of a venue uh, to me is the employees themselves and how I look at it. If they're happy, uh, they're, uh, you know, talk to the uh, uh, to the uh, um, attendees etc, the more uh, the, the better the experience that the attendee is going to have. I'm all about the employees of a venue.
3: I agree I, that's I mean I have my favorite staff I, if I you know go into a certain city, and i'm uh, going to be picked up at the airport it's like first name basis yes, it's just ma'am. the driver alone is mm-hmm. someone i've worked with through the years so i totally agree with you on on uh, repeat business going to where you're comfortable and you know yes. they're going to treat your your guests, your attendees well. So yeah, I I agree with you totally on that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, The, the better relationship you have, I find with the venue or who you're working with at the venue makes for a better meeting or event. Right. So, and I think you really, probably one of the best ways to get that relationship, like you said, is that repeat repeat business so especially probably from the corporate side while maybe every meeting's not exactly the same you are going to have annual meetings that might be somewhat repetitive right not necessarily the content but the type of meeting and and what better way to you know do that is go to the same place and, and build that relationship So exactly absolutely we, we like that we, we like building those relationships we're all about building <laughs> right. relationships over here <laughs> well you know any
2: industry that you're in it, yeah. it's all based on on relationships mm-hmm.
1: uh, absolutely. Uh,
2: so, and you know, and obviously, you, you you build a relationship, and they want your program to be as as successful as you want it to be. So, obviously, they have an investment uh, in it as well, because obviously, they want you to you know bring your business back. So,
1: so it seems obviously one of the things you probably always remember about a venue, whether it's um, a hotel or another type of venue, is like you said, the people. Are there any other things, specific things about a venue that um, you always remember or that keep you coming back?
2: Ease of navigation uh, within 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 the venue, making sure that property is not too big or too small, uh, you know, for the for the attendees. And again, if, if the employees are happy, that's going to make the attendees happy, uh, and it's just going to be a success, uh, you know, all the way around.
3: Any any guidance if if uh, a new fresh. Planner came to work for you. What would be maybe some of the first things that you would say to them uh, about planning their first meeting, for example?
2: Um, you know, I'll, I'll some, sometimes, if you just dive in, uh, that's the best way to do it. And mm-hmm. as I was, you know, somewhat kind of preparing for this uh, call, I uh, was thinking about. Uh, when I very first started in this industry, and it was strictly just by uh, it just happened. I had a manager that uh, uh, needed to plan a meeting, and I was not in the in the in the meetings in the industry. And he said, "Would you please call this hotel?" I said, "Okay, sure." And uh, I I still remember what hotel it is. The hotel still exists. Uh, it is here in Houston, and it truly just sort of you know took off from there. Being a manager of uh, of other meeting planners, you know, just um, encourage them. If mistakes happened, it's not the end of the world. Uh, you know, as I've always said, and I think probably others have said, you know, we're not curing cancer here by any means. Don't take yourself so seriously. Enjoy uh, what you're doing. You know, that happens to be one of the reasons why I've stayed in this industry is because I enjoy it. It's fun. You get to meet you know lots of interesting people. You know, an all around, you know, good industry uh, or, or a fun industry to be in.
1: I was going to ask you, you know, how you got into this industry and what's your favorite thing, but you just answered that for us. And, and I think that I think that the advice you just gave is great advice. And I know I personally personally have to remind myself to take it. I'm a more of a logistics and straight shooter, um, a little bit more black and white. So sometimes that's oh, yeah. hard. Sometimes that's hard in the events industry, right? You need that gray. Um, I think I balance out with some of my coworkers um, who can handle the gray a bit more than myself. But I think that that really is good advice. And you really do just have to kind of get your feet feet wet and dive in and I think some of your favorite things about the industry are, you know, kind of how I I know I'll speak for myself, probably Lynn too, we feel as well, just the, you know, the relationships, meeting the new people, everything, even when you have repeat meetings or events, there still can be something different about them. And it's, it's there's constant challenges and problems to solve. And it's, it really is a really fun industry to be in, like you said. And it's fun that you just kind of stumbled into it and weren't necessarily looking for it.
2: Well, you know, and Lynn, you know, I obviously I'll just speak for myself you know now degrees that you can get in this in this business that kind of stuff you know that was the, you know was never right in, you know right. or oh, at least in my time and I'm going to say your time as well and I don't know how you got into it but yeah you know again I just sort of stumbled into it and it was the best thing that ever truly truly ever happened to me and,
3: well it was the same thing for me because uh I think it was our youngest went off to college and It was like, how much tennis can I play or shopping (laughs) can I do? And I stumbled into it working uh, at getting a position at Baylor College of Medicine, planning their continuing education meetings. Mm -hmm. And from that, uh, people, uh, different physicians were asking me to plan their meetings. And that's when I spun off and started IMM and had clients, you know, from the very beginning for 25, 30 years and we've added corporate meetings, we've done major events. And I just, the very first thing I did, I have to tell you was, I put stickers on uh, the handout notebooks and then was told to rip them off and move them to a different area. I mean, I thought, you're kidding me. Anyway, I thought, this is planning meetings. And then my first meeting, I had to go and buy the coffee and make the coffee because the budget was so low. So anyway, we've gone, you know, I always said, someday I'm going to have a budget, an endless budget to plan a meeting, and I can do everything I want to do and not worry about it. Well, that day has never come. So (laughs) are a big part of what we do exactly. and uh, yes it's a great it's a great industry and I think at the end of every meeting when we see our clients or guests go away smiling and saying it's the best meeting they've attended we feel good and we're ready to get stressed out and start all over again
2: exactly exactly <laughs>
0: Okay, gang, I'm going to take a quick detour, so stay with me here. As you get to know the IMM team as your hosts, we also want you to get to know IMM as a company too. In a nutshell, we are a meeting, events, and consulting firm going on 35 years of great service and relationships. We're bringing you this podcast to support our industry, which is built on some of the things that we also value most, like great relationships, collaboration, and delivering incredible experiences. We work with clients in whatever capacity they need, be it full service or a la carte. So take a minute and type in immwow.com and go check out our list of services to find out more about what we can do for and with you. I might be biased, but I have to say, I love working with our team and I know that you will too. Until then, safe travels and happy listening.
1: Something I was wondering, you know, and again, I don't know if this um, is different be- being on the corporate side, but are there um, any di- uh, industry trends that you specifically use, or any industry trends that um, have had an effect on on your meetings and planning?
2: You know, technology, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is-, is obviously a huge one. You know, that seems to change day by day, and I'm not necessarily one that keeps up with uh, a lot of trends and stuff. However, sometimes I'm forced to do that especially with the generation that has, you know, now are the attendees. Uh, obviously, you know, they've grown up with, with that uh, with technology. You know, the, I, what we have, you know, gauged is the more interactive uh, that a meeting can be, you know, the, the more engaged the attendees are. Uh, I think that they walk away with, uh, you know, more knowledge. Uh, you know, just sitting in a ballroom, listening to a, um, a speaker uh, you know, whether it be a, um, a senior level, you know, executive within your company, or you know, whether you you know pay to have a you know speaker come in, those days are kind of gone. And uh, you know, you again, you just you get bored. So again, I think that you know, technology is a big, you know, the more interactive and the more engaged the attendees are, you know, the better off. Another one that's not necessarily a trend, but uh, a big one that that we do is, uh, you know, is giving back to the community that you're meeting. Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: that's great. That's
2: great. You know, whether it be in cash donations, toiletries, uh, you know, to a, um, uh, to a halfway house, if the group has time to do a service work, you know, if you, if you have time, you know, within the program that you have, if you're able to go out and do service work, you know, within the community uh, is, a, is another big one. Some other things that, uh, that that we have done, because the majority of our big meetings are, you know, here in the U.S., is that our um, uh, other countries, you know, they don't necessarily get to benefit from from things like that. So we've also done uh, programs um, or interactive programs or within the program, interactive uh, things that we're, we're able to, uh, you know, either build, um, you know, rice and bean packets and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh or another big successful one for us has been uh, where someone has lost a hand and where we're able to you know build this mechanical hand and it gets sent wow. out to lots of different countries. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that makes more of the, uh, the international attendees Build that, Okay, well, what they're doing is actually going maybe to their country, if not, right. maybe to uh, you know a country that they travel to, etc. And again, that's not necessarily a trend, but that's a big thing that, that for Halliburton is to, is to get back to the to the community. And,
3: and that's great to hear. And and uh, as we see, the younger generation does not have a lot of patience to sit through the talking heads, like you said, in a general session. I love the idea of doing some kind of service. I think people are more geared to giving and sharing today than maybe just flying in, attending the meeting and not... Getting a fulfillment feeling through them for themselves, and seeing that their companies or organizations support sharing, I I love that. I think that's something great to share with our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they take that to heart because uh, I think that's what we're all about: is giving and sharing, and being kind to one another. Yes. That uh, kindness is kind Huge. of the top of my
2: list.
3: <laughs> I think <laughs> I think uh, all the social media is. Has caused a lot of, uh, to me, very unforgiving things yes. going on, and and I, I I think kindness is the one thing that if we were going to share something else, it would be that with one another. So yeah, uh,
1: absolutely, it's. I'm. I'm also happy to you know to hear that that's important to your company. I know even with some of the other clients we've worked with, some of them have wanted to do a service component or they've talked about it. Um, and I actually used to work in nonprofit and um, did specifically plan. I would plan help plan from the nonprofit side. I'd work with companies who wanted to do a day of service or you know even just a small project or something. And so I agree that's definitely not necessarily a trend, right? In our in our industry, but with... Yeah. But in general, like we, like we've said, there's it's it overall, there have been a lot more um, companies that have wanted to give back and have a greater impact and um, they have been doing a lot more of that lately. So it's always nice to hear that there is another company that's trying to to give um, you know, because they want to give back, right? It's not something they have to do. it's something they want to do and they're doing it like you you know, you're a global company. so you are, like you said, not only doing it locally but trying to do it globally as well as best as you can. And I think that that's obviously one more thing that's different for you as a planner is it's sometimes you're not only having to plan the meeting itself, right? But like you said, having to plan this extra or help facilitate this extra project. And and that's different because like we said, it's not something that's always been done. And so I think, you know, and of course, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a fun learning experience. It's something new to do. And New well, to work in, on, right? it's
3: interactive. Right, you know, right. So well, you know, you and I go back to the days of self-taught on everything. Uh, Amanda's from the generation where she got her degree in hospitality and her mm-hmm. master's in nonprofit management. So uh, there's so many things available now for those who are interested in our industry I think we're actually recognized by the government too, and, and with a code that that we exist today. So <laughs> uh, it's good to know we've come a, a long way in hospitality, meetings, and events, and we love it. We love seeing the changes. Technology has been tough on on us oldies but goodies, <laughs> but 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 that's what we've got the uh, next generation to to teach us and to to keep us moving.
0: <laughs> for
1: sure. um, I thought it'd be fun for for our listeners, Richard, if maybe we just did a few, one or two quick rapid fire questions before we kind of wrapped up. Um, just more, maybe a little bit about you. So if you could go anywhere in the world, the US, um, where would you go or where would you stay if, if you want to be super specific? Maybe if it's, it's a city or a property, anything, where would you specifically go?
2: Santorini uh, is, is a place that I've been. I was there on a cruise, so obviously I didn't stay oh. very long. but that is one place that I would love to go back to. Mm-hmm. The residents were extremely, extremely nice. It was peaceful. The vistas, you know the views were were stunning. Uh, it was, it just, that's just a place I would like to go back to. Another place that I you know want to plug is Russia. I've been oh. there a couple of times. The first time I didn't really appreciate it that much because it was such a you know a busy go go go. Uh, But the second time I was able to go back, I read up on the history before I went. Uh, We were in Moscow and uh, uh, St. Petersburg. Mm -hmm. And again, the history is just unbelievable. So, anyway, those are two places that I would like to go back to.
3: Well, I can tell you. Those sound great. (laughs) uh, We we had a meeting in Santorini, and Uh, it was spectacular. And yes, I would love to go back there as well. It's definitely (laughs) back (laughs) up. On my list and I don't know if you were there long enough to ride the donkey.
2: Yeah, we yes, ma'am. I didn't ride the donkey, so I, but I took the tram up. However, oh, okay. people people within our group did ride the donkey and I'm yes. sorry that All I right. did not do that. I do well, have a t shirt and I should it's have It's an
1: experience. It.
2: Yes. <laughs>
3: I will tell you. We took the funicular down. We did the donkey going up. I thought for sure the donkey was gonna throw me over. And I we we never laughed so hard because I could hardly get up. The guy had to lift me to get me on the donkey. And Amanda remembers well all they I, did was I do. they laughed at me all the way up. And the first thing I did was to say, I am not letting any attendee ride the donkey. No, no. This is a liability issue. Somebody's gonna get thrown over into the ocean. <laughs> uh, but, but such fond memories, and the most. Yeah, and, and j-
2: I'm glad that you did that because now you have a you know story to tell about it.
1: Absolutely. believe that. me. I was going to say one of the best things, whether it's for work or pleasure is you know, traveling, traveling to these new places is you always have a little antidote or a little story, a recommendation to do or not to do necessarily. <laughs> right, exactly. I thought um, it was going to be a
3: liability issue. And I, I told my, <laughs> my attendees, you are not riding that, that
1: donkey, not on my watch. <laughs> on your own time. Not on your own time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess my last quick question before we wrap up is. You know what's your favorite thing about traveling to to a new venue? You know, um, even whether it's for pleasure work, is it sneaking behind the scenes? Is it trying the new restaurants? What's, you know, what's something that's you know you really love about going to a new place?
2: I, you know, I, I like to. Uh, I get excited about that. To uh, again meet new people, fill the you know ambiance of of the you know venue that I'm going to. However, I am extremely extremely intrigued about hotel and, and mostly large hotels but i can do a smaller hotel their laundry room mm-hmm. i love going behind the scenes and looking at the light and i always thought that was just kind of me and uh, a couple of years ago i was talking to some of my co-workers uh and i was you know said that hey i went behind the house and looked at the laundry room and they were truly enjoyed. they said why didn't you ask me to go i wanted to go you yeah, know i would love to have gone and seen that And I, again, I just thought that was a quirk about me, but, you know, maybe it's not. But uh, that just fascinates me, the way that they do all of that.
3: I I was going to say, along that line, several years back, I did the back of the house thing at the Hilton Americas mm-hmm. downtown mm-hmm. and we did go to the laundry room do you know they have the largest laundry in the, I think the city they do a lot of the other hotels laundry etc we oh. had we watched them full sheets we watched the uh, the uniforms etc and then we had to make a bed and I failed I <laughs> failed I cannot do it the linens on the corner. bed. Yeah, the corners. <laughs> They're very... Oh, there's art to the corners. An very the corners. Hard. And I was
2: getting ready to but say it's it, an it, art.
3: It is. If, if you <laughs> ever get an opportunity, you tell one of our Hilton buddies over there, tell Matthew, okay. you want to see the laundry room.
1: It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. It truly really <laughs> is amazing. I can honestly say I'm, I'm happy to hear that that's one of your favorite things. And, you know, I don't know if it's because you're in meetings and events, but I can honestly say growing up, having a family and hospitality – I loved every little thing about a hotel. I wanted to see everything in the back. I wanted to explore every space, you know, again, down to laundry room, the kitchen, being in the kitchens when I'm, you know, just seeing all that and how it works, especially for meetings and events, right? It's not just cooking meals for restaurants. Catering is its whole own other, you know, world. And I love hearing that, you know, the back behind the scenes, back of the house specifically even the laundry room is something that you really enjoy because I can say it's not just you. I feel the exact same way. <laughs> <laughs> well, Richard, thank you so much for joining us today and, and bringing us this perspective from a corporate meeting and events manager and, and all your stories and inner notes. It was um, a pleasure having you with us and um, bringing us this insight. And I really hope our listeners enjoyed all this wonderful information from you because I know that we did. And and again, thank you for joining us today. It was awesome having you.
2: Well, ladies, thank you all very much for having me. Lynn, it's always wonderful to see you. Amanda, it was a pleasure. Uh, getting to meet you and, and spend this uh, past 30 minutes with you guys. And I appreciate you you having me on.
1: Great. Thank you so much. And we hope our listeners join us um, for another episode as part of our Planner Perspective series. Thanks again. Hi again, Planners. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Be sure to check out the extra resources from this episode linked in the show notes and on our website, immwell.com. Make sure to follow So Many Places to Go podcast on Instagram and Facebook or International Meeting Managers on LinkedIn because you never know when you'll find those bonus surprises. Most importantly, we hope you reach out to our guests and partners to learn more. We know so many of you out there love to travel and experience new destinations and venues for clients and yourself. Until next time, our team will be working hard to travel the globe and bring you along to some of the most amazing places to go. This podcast is produced by Agency Podcasts. Do you have a great place we should go? Let us know in the comments, in an email, or send us a message.